on BYU Sports Nation making the list. BYU has not one, but two players in the running for title of college football's best. What weight does being named to a watch list carry anyways in the oversaturated scene of preseason hype? Plus, all Americans in the Bronco Mendenhall era. By the numbers, let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Happy Monday, BYU Sports Nation. Back to work on your radio, television, and entourage of media devices. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. It is July 7th. I'm Spencer Linton, reunited with three-time all-region cross-country hopeful, Jerem Jordan. I only ran one year, uh, my junior year. Took 55th in the state of Utah on <laughs> 5A. I didn't go to practice. One-time all-region cross-country hopeful, Jerem Jordan. I finished third on our team at the state meet. I passed Bingham's seventh guy on the track. That was a big deal in the moment. And then I realized I was running in cross-country. <laughs> but you beat your arch rival, at least one well, of them, right? That was the motivation. Their last guy, and I was Copperiel's third guy. <laughs> hey, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. Hope you enjoyed the 4th of July with oh, family yeah. and fireworks, <laughs> barbecues. Likely yours was better than Brazilian soccer star Neymar's. Oh. Uh, there are soccer injuries. Injuries. And then there are real soccer injuries. He broke his back. A vertebrae. Yeah. Not awesome. I mean, really, I, I went on my mission to Brazil, so the U.S. is out. Now I'm all in on Brazil, right? I'm really bummed, as a soccer fan in general, that Brazil's not going to be full capacity. A lot of people get upset about the— Thiago Silva got another yellow, too, about, so he's out there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They're, they're de- like, what the heck? They have, they're debating They're that. appealing. Appealing, mm-hmm. so yep. that's the right word. Uh, people get frustrated when they watch soccer. Uh, because there's apparently so there are snipers in the crowd and picking off different guys. People just like I, fall I, down. I saw, I saw a great, a great video yesterday. <laughs> that was a montage of the sniper from Saving Private Ryan up in the <laughs> <laughs> with different soccer uh, soccer, soccer clips. Yeah, it was quality. <laughs> that is well played. It was brilliant. Oh, okay. Well, we talked to Pedro Vasconcelos, who is Brazilian. He mm-hmm. plays on the Billion Men's soccer team to yeah. try and gauge. Like, what the World Cup means to him. And at one point he said, when we score a goal, like, sometimes I'm so excited I just want to jump out the window. <laughs> it, it is life and death for some people. We don't get it. We, we, whatever we try you, and say that we do. Whatever you think you know about it, it's not even close. Yeah, I got, I got really excited in 2010 when Landon Donovan scored his goal to send America through to the round of 16. That was a very exciting moment. But like, it's, like, it, yeah. was like, it was like when the U.S. won the Revolutionary War, there was probably a moment like that. Not. It just was like drawn out, right? But when Landon Donovan scored that, yeah, it was like, it was intense. When BYU football loses intense. a game that you really feel like they should have won, like you're depressed for a week until they can start playing, yeah. maybe two weeks if it's a loss to Utah. Ugh. Or or never. Okay. You never but get this, over it. These or countries, Virginia. it's like <laughs> we're depressed for four years until we have another chance. No. No, we're not. Some people are uh, that I no, severe. I know. You get listen, next week people are over it. This well, week people are over it. In America, yes. But yeah, if Brazil that, that's a, yeah, in, if in Brazil does not win the World Cup, that country is going to go into a state of depression for a very long time. They expect it. They do. <laughs> no pressure. Big jo- week. Join our conversation twenty four seven using the hashtag BYUSN link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever you feel like, talk about whatever you want. And start with this, today's Twitter discussion. Okay, this morning the Maxwell Award 
came out. We'll tell you about that in a moment, which BYU Cougars are on that lit, that watch list. So we ask you, who is the next BYU Football All-American or Individual National Award winner? You know, I thought there, there have got to be a, like a handful, more than a handful of All-Americans in, in the recent past. But it's, that's a tough thing to do, especially when you look at the Associated Press. We'll have more on that. Yeah. We'll use that because it's the most credible. There's so many sources now. Like, my mom could produce some blog <laughs> and name, like, Troy's kicker to it. And then Troy would probably be like, hey, our kicker was named to this watch list. Like, that's how it is. Nowadays. That's what you do. If you're a school, you're promoting your team. And so you find anything and then you go with it. Yeah. But we have. BYU included. It happens. We have decided on the Associated Press, AP All-Americans. First tweet coming in, at Leif Peebler, Taysom Hill. But I think his chances are better in 2015. He'll be a senior then. Plenty of high-profile games at Nebraska, Michigan, and UCLA. I disagree. I think it'll be harder because you have harder games. You're, you're gonna, you, you have to win to be included. Now you're Jordan expected Lynch to perform model. and be yep. awesome on the highest of levels when you're playing. And those are all road uh, games. Yeah, I get it. More opportunities to be great, but you're going to have a couple losses in there. Yeah, that's, it's a fine line, isn't it? Use hashtag BYUSN to join the conversation 24-7. Listen to the show noon Eastern weekdays on BYU Radio Sirius XM Channel 143. Watch the simulcast live on BYU TV and on BYUtv.org. You ready to rise and shout, brother? Heck yes! It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic 1. Watch list. BYU quarterback Taysom Hill and running back Jamal Williams 2. Of 76 players named to the Maxwell Award watch list. The award given annually to college football's best no, no, oh. nope. Given annually to college football's best player. It can be on any side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Special teams player. All of them defense, were offensive, offense. though. Quarterback, running back, or wide receiver. Yes. All of, defense all... ain't getting no love. Manti Tail won this two years ago. A defensive player at Notre Dame. Lene Kakua was the runner-up. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that I was coming. I had to go there. Come on. I knew that was coming. Mormon buddy. Today marks the beginning of a two-week period where the who's who of college football hit the preseason award watch list. BYU will face a number of these guys on the watch list. Uh, it starts with the Maxwell. We just explained that. And the Bednarik Award given to the best defensive players specifically. No BYU players, by the way, on that list. No big surprise. No big deal. Is it, it's just an opportunity for them to come on, out of nowhere, right? Kyle Van Noy was on that list last year. The watch list weeks always create for an intriguing... This and next week. ...topic, yeah, the, the weeks. Something the, the in two the weeks. summer! That's what they are. Interesting discussion. Many are called, few are chosen in the end. Nice. Like what I did there? Yeah. I said Neil A. Maxwell, now you quoted Doctrine and Covenants. How do you quantify, <laughs> how do you quantify TV, the baby. chosen, though? Like, what, what is the group of the, the final chosen? We have decided it's winning an individual award nationally or being named an AP All-American. Yeah, not honorable mention, but like first, second, or third team. And that's a tough group to break into. We should have put you in there, but we didn't, and we hope you don't get mad. 127 Division I teams. Mm -hmm. It is an elite list. Yes, absolutely. It's very hard to make that list. In the nine seasons of the Bronco Mendenhall era, that's a very elite group for the Cougars. Which brings us to the stat of the day, amigos. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. I haven't heard this music in like five days, so I forgot how awesome Doesn't it it make you happy? (laughs) Four. (laughs) BYU's produced four Associated Press All-Americans in the Bronco Mendenhall era. Listen to this list. 06, Johnny Harleen. Okay. Third team. 09, Dennis. Don't call him Pita. Pita. Second team. No surprise. 2012, Riley Stevenson. (laughs) Second teamer. I had forgotten about that. The punter. (laughs) 
Hunter the punter. And then also that season, Kyle Van Noy, third teamer. Two All-Americans for BYU in 2012. It's hard to do that. Zero first teamers, right? But if you're first team AP All-American, you are legit, man. You are seriously legit. So four in the Bronco Mendenhall era. Preseason watch lists are fun, but ultimately you're looking yeah. at what happens at the end of the season. And those four had great seasons and proved it in the end. They had no, I mean, none of those guys would have had a huge hype going into that season. Dennis Pitta, maybe a little bit. He would have, he could have been on some list. He was probably you know, on the Mackey Award watch yeah, for list best for the tight best end. tight end because yeah. he had a good 2008. But but still, yeah, you're, you're right. There's something to be said about the fact that the last two Heisman Trophy winners were not on the award watch list in July. Yeah, you you almost don't want to be on one, right? Taysom Hill is on these lists. He's on top 15, top 20, top 25 lists. I don't, I don't know. There is something to be said about the hype. Jimmer Fredette, prior to his senior season, was an AP preseason first-team All-American and then leveraged that into National Player of the Year. So you can go either way. He, he used it to his benefit. Not everyone does that, per se, like you mentioned with the Heisman. But that's because those guys hadn't taken a snap yet. Johnny Manziel and Jameis Winston. The freshmen. That was, that's never, ever happened. But it's different now with seven-on-sevens and all that. Is there an under-the-radar player for BYU that could sneak an All-American award? Or does it have to be one of the major playmakers that are already on the list? Sure. I think there are other guys that have a shot. There are more opportunities for other guys at other positions. So, for example, uh, your first-team All-Amer- All-American teams, there are 15 linemen on there, five on each of the three teams. Uh, linebackers, four defensive linemen, three linebackers. So you have a better shot if you just look at the numbers that way, of being an All-American, if you're not Taysom Hill or not Jamal Williams, there are six, two running backs. Those guys are the best on BYU's team for sure. But what about a guy like Devon Blackman or Jordan Leslie? What if they go 15 hundy and 15 yards? They just have a monster season. So 15 touchdowns, and, 15 hundred yards. And yeah. BYU goes 11-2, and two, maybe at the time they're 11-1. and one. Uh, they could sneak in there at third-team all Exactly. It could could they not be a third-teamer? It could happen. What if a BYU offensive lineman starts all tw- Michael Yeck at right tackle or something and is really good? There's what a chance. What if Scott Arlano becomes Riley sure. Stevenson part two? Sure. And is like an he, amazing punter. He needs Danny Sorensen part two as well. <laughs> That's the reason they were so <laughs> who's, awesome. Who's that going to be? It, it could happen. So let's, let's answer the question, Jerem. Who is the next BYU football All-American or individual season award winner? I think I named it for me. I th- I'll go with uh, Jordan Leslie. I think he's a guy that could, if he has like a 1,500, 15, 15 uh, touchdown catches year, he could sneak in there. I'm not and about BYU to get has off, 11 wins. I'm not about to get off the Taysom Hill train. I, he, he, he's the most obvious. He's answer. a very special player. He's a once-in-a-decade player. Like His skill set. Everything that he can do, if he maximizes that, I find it hard to believe he doesn't at least somewhere at some point over the next few years sneak in as the third-team All-American. He's such a dynamic player. It's harder. Like, Max Hall did not go up into those lists, but Austin Collie did, right, at his position for some reason. Uh, but if Taysom Hill is a dual-threat guy like that, he'll, he'll climb the charts higher than Max did. Yeah, time because he can do so many things. He's yep. so versatile. Jordan Lynch was a first-team All-American all-purpose player. That could be Taysom Hill. Use the hashtag BYUSN to join our conversation 24-7. Who is the next BYU football All-American or individual national award winner? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Laser Sheep. Good question. Thank you. I'm going with Craig Bills. He's going hmm. to be in the right places at the right times and get noticed with 
picks, interceptions on ESPN. That's the, that's tough for a defensive back to do that if you're not on a preseason award watch list because you got to have an insane number of interceptions oh, or pass breakups or something. That's really 12 tough. picks or something crazy. Yeah. At Crazy Kook Fanatic, maybe J Swag Daddy will win a Best Dressed Award. <laughs> if they had such a thing, you know it. He's already won that, hasn't he? Like, that's done. He won the he won, <laughs> he won the BYU Sports Nation Best Dressed Award <laughs> in 2013. He has quite the repertoire of outfits. At Fin Daddy 81, I think BYU's next award winner is going to be a linebacker. Take your pick on who? Alani Fua, Bronson Some, Kafusi? Someone will emerge there. Someone will emerge as a, as an outstanding linebacker. Alani Fua leads the group, but he was not on the Bedneric list. Is it a tight end? Is there a tight no. end that, that emerges from BYU? M- maybe. They, they don't have a guy. After like, three years since Dennis Pitta left. When, when BYU had great tight ends, you knew who the guy was. Tell me who the guy is. We don't know. Yeah. Like, there is an identity crisis at that position. There's some good players there, but you have a lot of good players. Who's the great player? Let's scan the rest of our BYU Sports Nation beat for other trending topics. Taylor Sander. Oh, my. Team USA beat Serbia Sunday to punch a ticket to the FIVB World League Final Six to be held July 16th through the 20th in Italia. He is killing it. He's doing what we hoped Jimmer would do in the NBA, like go in and average 20 a game. Taylor's averaging 25 a game, if you will, at the next level. He is dominating top three hitter in the world right now. Crazy. He's going to be an Olympian. We we, yes, we had one no BYU doubt. Olympian, Kate Hansen, the Luge Cook this year. Taylor is is the next one. I hope to be in Rio to watch Taylor. Seriously. Oh my goodness, how awesome. That's good. Would that that be? would be so fun. By the way, it was the year of the T's for I, that's BYU. That's me officially asking for time off in twenty sixteen. <laughs> Mark it down, producers, like directors. Hey, the year of the T's for BYU. Taysom Hill, Tyler Hawes, and Taylor Sander. And beating Texas. And dominating Texas. Yep. Also trending, John Beck, two for five with a touchdown for the BC Lions and a big loss on Friday night. But you know what? If one of those passes is a touchdown pass, I feel like that team's kind of in a state where the quarterback continues to struggle. John's going to get his shot at some point this season. Hopefully he just stays on the team, right? He's the only Cougar in the CFL right now. Way to represent John. I think it's because he did the Dougie. That's probably why he's there. He earned his spot. The coach was like, we can't say no to that. A touchdown pass helps, certainly. Up next, we continue with this discussion. Who is the next All-American or individual award winner at BYU in football? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan reunited after vacation in Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. For one of us, anyway. How's the Northwest, Northwest, brother? It was good. It was relaxing. Good to get away. Went to a rodeo. The St. Paul Rodeo. I hear that is like the thing to do when you're up there. I heard a few people in-house talking I would, about... would have rather oh, man, hung out on Mountain Hood. I'm but so yeah. jealous that Jerem is there. What's the big deal with the St. Paul Rodeo? It's a rodeo. I don't know what the big deal is. <laughs> what was your favorite part of the rodeo? Did M- you Mutton busting? Wait, did you grow a mustache for the rodeo? No. Thank you. For I thought about getting that. a cowboy hat. You said you almost came back with a mustache as well. I shaved this morning. How dare you? How dare you even have that thought? <laughs> did you not learn your lesson? Follow the no. show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. It airs weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143. We are broadcasting beautiful radio vision in high definition on BYU TV. Our Twitter question today, who is the next BYU football All-American or individual national award winner? Keep your responses coming. 
For a moment, I want to talk about how selfies are creating a destruction mode in sports, okay? It, it's it's making it a hazard in the Tour de France for one right now. Yeah, apparently people on the edges as they uh, – I, I didn't know the Tour de France was going on until today. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> a thing still? It's um, lost somewhere in the World Cup and Major League Baseball. Um, yeah. And so Wimbledon. They're, they're on the edge and they're taking, you know, selfies and I guess poking their heads into, like, the lanes of traffic for the bikes or whatever. And then there's a dude at Sporting KC that scored a goal and then took a selfie with the crowd and got a yellow card. <laughs> I actually I love, think that's really funny. I loved that. And then, then the team's Twitter account posted the picture. It was, of course. Fan, it was fantastic. That's the point of taking the selfie. You, how, how much premeditation goes into that? Hey, dude, if I score a goal, like you, I, I, the phone's going to have to be right here. You know here. he thought about it. How long have they been planning it? How long has he been hoping that that has happened? Yeah, he probably, he probably talked to the fan and said, okay, if I score, just be ready. And you have to score in the right end, okay? You have to score yeah. on the right end of the field. You, you plant two people at one, you know. Chad Ochocinco, I mean, the artist formerly known as Chad Ochocinco, I believe he's Chad Johnson again. He went, he went and did this in the NFL with the, with, uh, with the phone, okay? But it's easier to score a touchdown as a wide receiver than it is to score a goal as a yeah. soccer player. That's cool, though. He gets a yellow. Totally worth it. Whatever. <laughs> Who cares? What is this? Chad what is Johnson's it? in the CFO. That's right, he is. John Beck to Chad Johnson. Will that ever happen? That's going way off topic. Hey, who's our next no. BYU Football All-American or Individual National Award winner? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Jerem thinks that it's Jordan Leslie. He has one year to do that, but he comes in as a proven commodity from UTEP. He's still kind of an unknown, but he's the most known of all of the hype guys that are coming in for a last hurrah Just because BYU. he's had three seasons and put up numbers. He's put up 2,000-plus receiving yards at UTEP. NFL.com listed him as one of the 14 most explosive players yeah. in 2014. That was, a, that was revelatory to me. I thought, oh, I didn't know that he was explosive in that way. When I, think of, when I look at his stats and see him, I, I thought he'd be more of a possession receiver. But he described himself to us on BYU Sports Nation as a burner I don't know that he used the, the phrase burner, but as a speed guy, as a vertical threat. I like Devon Blackman vertically and horizontally. Uh, a quick screen to Blackman, if not deep. And then Leslie deep as well. If the line can block, BYU can actually throw it down the field this year. Why not a wide receiver? And Devon Blackman, if you missed Tony Crutchfield, former BYU defensive back. It was a great interview. On Thursday which felt like a Friday because July 4th is Friday. Brian but thought still, it was Friday. Apparently. It's Friday. <laughs> nope, it's Thursday. Uh, Tony Crutchfield joined us on Thursday, and he was one of Devon's high school coaches, okay, along with Jamal Williams. And he said the following. He is a, quote, freaky athlete, and, quote, Provo has never seen anything like him. Okay? And BYU's had some good athletes. Not all, the, not all of them have turned out to be some crazy stud receiver. Who are... The best guys that BYU's had at receiver haven't been the fastest guys. Austin Colley knew how to run routes really well. He was, he was fast, but he wasn't NFL fast. Was, you know what I mean? He was like four five four six guy. He wasn't super fast. Right. When we think fast, we think four, four. the fastest. Yeah, four four. The fastest guy on the field. The safety or cornerback cannot hang with them deep. And Taysom Hill has the arm to be able to check it. And more importantly, and we learned this from Jay Keeps, put it on the money. Okay, so why not a wide receiver? I think that why is not? a yeah. lot that is a logical choice for the next BYU athlete that could sneak in as an All-American. And if you have an incredible season, Jamal which is, could. It's yeah. just harder cuz there's so many running backs that do 
things like that. The individual award winners, uh, the last one was, Jerem, Luke Staley. Luke Staley, no one. Doak Walker Award. So it has Steve been. Steve Sarkeesian before that, Sammy Baugh, and then. 13 years. And then uh, the Tiesman. It's been 13 90. years. Before that, Mo Elowanibi won the Outland Trophy. In the BYU Student Athlete Building, they have lockers set up uh, recognizing these national individual award winners. And then at the end, there's a locker room or a locker that says something to the effect of, are you the next one? Yeah. I love the motivation involved in that. I love it. So when the BYU players walk by that, and every player on that team could win a national award, Lou Groza for kickers, for goodness sake. I mean, every offensive line, everybody's got one. Will BYU produce another one soon? Who's that guy? Who's the, who is the guy? And, that, and there's a difference between All-American and that person. But can you be the best of that position? Like Riley Stevenson was possibly the best punter in America in 2012. He did not win whatever award that is. He was BYU's most useful weapon that season. That is amazing. I don't want that. He, for he was I their don't want best the, weapon. I don't want the punter to be the best weapon. I want him to be one of the top weapons because that is a third of the game. Special teams, set up the field, get stops on defense, have less field to work with for the offense. The point we're trying to make is it is very difficult to win an individual award or even be named an AP All-American. I mean, it. I can count less than 10 in the last 20 years. When it come, Well, the last 15 years when it comes to that distinction. It's, it's an elite class, okay? Only four have been named AP All-Americans in the Bronco Mendenhall era in nine seasons. One of them was a punter. None of them have been first team. That, that kind of tells you how difficult it is. You have to be an elite offensive player. Like the la- When's the last time BYU had an elite offensive player? Dennis Pitta. Dennis Pitta. Before that, you, might, you have to go back to Luke Staley. Who eight won, years. That's who an won eight the, span. As one friend called it, the Doak Walker Award. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a real thing. You they mean, actually you called mean it Doak? The Doak. Called it that on camera. I feel, like it's, I feel like it has to be Taysom Hill. And if it's not then BYU is not where they want to be. He needs to have a season that he garners this type of attention for BYU football to be where they want to be. Why isn't there a dual-threat QB award? There could there, be there, in the future. I, I think there needs to be one. One needs to be created nowadays. Is it called the Tebow? <laughs> <laughs> it could be. And it's, it, the statue is him, Tebow. The national award winner, the, 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 the Tebow Award. <laughs> the inaugural winner. And if you're just a straight passer, it's the... Planking award. It's just straight <laughs> passing or something. I don't know. <laughs> Taysom Hill would be in contention for that. I mean, Jordan Lynch is gone. Taysom Hill might be the best dual threat quarterback returning this season in college football. He's got a chance to do something special. Who is better as a true dual threat? Is it Braxton Miller? Yeah. Is it Hundley? Brett Hundley at UCLA? I wouldn't call Hundley a runner. Yeah, he's more of a same, passer. Yeah. I mean, Hill, Hill ran for, what, the second or third most Rushing yards by quarterback, I think third. The Navy QB uh, had second, and then Jordan Lynch had a ridiculous like 2,000 yards at Northern Illinois. Hill, Hill special. Now, what do you want from Hill this year? Do you want him to spread it out, or do you want something similar from last year where he puts up these huge numbers individually? Like, I don't want Taysom Hill to have 1,000 yards rushing. I don't. I would love for it to be 750, for Jamal to be 1,500. And f- a huge number, yeah, I know, 1,300 plus. That's a lot. And then for Taysom to go 3,400 okay, something. Okay, 3,400. 30, if Taysom like Hill passing. has 3,500 passing yards, BYU will win 11 games. I don't care how many rushing yards Taysom has if he has 3,500 passing. I do not care. I want him to pass for 3,500, and then the rest is gravy. Is he going to have at least 700? 
I think so. Yeah. It, because of who he is. Well, that's the thing I'm conflicted with. with the pocket Rob- will break down. He's going to break off runs of 20 and 30 yards because plays don't develop the way that they're supposed to. And that last happens. year, there were runs of 60. I mean, the yeah. guy's crazy. Here's the thing that concerned me with what offensive coordinator Robert and I said on media day. Should should he have had, he, he alluded to the fact that Taysom should have had more carries. And the, what? I, w- I want more efficiency from the offense, whatever that means. I hope that that's through the air. Who is BYU football's all, next All-American or individual national award winner? That is our Twitter question. Let's go back to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Bridger Hill, Taysom Manning <laughs> will be the next All-American <laughs> slash individual award winner. Taysom will be at the Manning Passing Academy Thursday through Sunday this week. What is, he going to, what is he going to pick up there? He's going to have an opportunity to be around the best pocket passer in the NFL. Perhaps Eli Man- ever. Oh. oh, Peyton Manning, that's right. Hey, guess what? Uh, 14 for 14, that series from NFL.com. Yes. They just released top rivalries in college football. BYU and Utah listed number 12. And not happening. And not happening. The, can't, can't we just play like a game in uh, – we could have played a game in spring – can we play a game in like three weeks where they they play? Can you imagine? It's just an exhibition. They're <laughs> you gonna would sell it, it out. out. You would sell it out. Neither team is you know wants to get injured. Whatever. At Earl Allen Carr. Oh, I hate the picture they use for that. By the way, I it's know, a Utah the, guy the stiff arming. That's uh, because they beat us. Our boy Preston you know, Hadley getting stiff arming. I'm not even gonna say it. They they beat us last year, and then they may have beaten us a few years before that. Uh, an under the radar player that could get an All American is Adam Hine. Yes. Special teams? Well, you have to do more. All-purpose player? You have to do that and be great at something else. Yeah, who's the under-the-radar guy that you feel like has the best chance to be an All-American? Up next, we continue the conversation with more of your tweets, and we go BYU volleyball-centric. What's the big deal? It's BYU Sports Nation. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live on a Monday from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Don't forget you can uh, download the BYU TV app on Xbox 360 and enjoy all that that provides. You know know what's funny about NBA free agency? There's just a lot of like, this team is interesting. I'm so tired of it. Just tell me when a guy actually signs. (laughs) Speculation like creates... with LeBron James right now, I know. And and what are we doing? We're speculating about the college football season, but it's it's just this team's interested in this guy. Of course they are. There Why are wouldn't so they be? many details, yeah. like with an NBA free agency, because they're many, and can you imagine NFL? Like there are so just, many more. Just players. wake me up when the guy's signed, okay? Oh, Thanks, please. Chris Broussard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are terrible. No, that's Stephen A. Smith. But anyway. Uh, our Twitter question today is, who is the next BYU football All-American or individual national award winner? Jerem says it's going to be a wide receiver, namely Jordan Wesley. I say Taysom Hill because of the dynamic dual threat that he is. Who do you think is the next guy for BYU football? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Joining us now live, head volleyball coach of BYU men's volleyball, Christopher McGowan, who has been all things volleyball, especially for the last six days. Coach, I know you've had a very busy schedule. Do you get any breaks off the floor? And if so, what are you doing with that time in the summer? 
Yeah, uh, taking my girls to swim lessons right now. So <laughs> can I go spend a little time at, uh, at Riverside Country Club down by the pool watching uh, them splash around, which is a lot of fun for me. Chris, are you okay with uh, Spencer calling you Christopher? You know, uh, he's one of a select group. They, uh, <laughs> they call me Christopher. So I guess you yeah, have to be. He, uh, he probably isn't, but I guess you kind of have to be when I do that. So I it, apologize if I you offended know, it, you. <laughs> Yeah, it adds a level of sophistication to my name, I think. So I'm good with that. <laughs> that's, that's what we were going for. Chris or Christopher McGowan joining BYU Sports Nation. We were just talking about Taylor Sander and the dominating performance he has had with Team USA. You know, you hope a guy performs well and represents the university, but he has absolutely shined in the limelight. Uh, what communication have you had with Taylor, and what have you liked about what he's been doing with Team USA? You know, it's interesting. Uh, we've just, I've emailed him back. We've emailed back and forth a little bit, and I just, I've told him basically just how proud I am of him uh, and the way he's been playing, and more than anything, just the way that he kind of represents our program. Um, you know, he's he's certainly the, the most visible um representative of BYU probably in the volleyball world right now. And so when people talk about BYU, uh, they're talking about Taylor. And when people are talking about Taylor, they're talking about BYU. And for him to have done, to have the kind of start that he's had to the World League season, it's been phenomenal for us and for him. And uh, so, yeah, we just have emailed back and forth a little bit. I've told him just, you know, how proud I am of him and, uh, and of the way he's carried himself and kind of just what he's been able to do. Team USA finished 9-3 and in pool play, qualified for the final six, which is uh, next week in Italy, uh, in FIB, FIVB World League play. The surprise is not that Taylor uh, is on Team USA. It's that he's doing so well so early. When did you expect him to kind of get to this level? You know, I thought that he'd be good initially, you know, and I knew that kind of the guys that were in the gym, he was going to have a really, really good chance of being on the floor for them. But, uh, you know, I, I, you know, maybe it's a knock on me and my vision of what he could become, but I didn't expect that he'd be this good this fast, um, especially playing against, you know, the kind of competition that they've had in their pool. Bulgaria, uh, you know, is a great team. Serbia is a great team. Russia, of course, the defending World League and Olympic champions. So, um, I mean, he's playing against some of the highest level guys that you can find in the volleyball world. And, uh, and just, I guess I'm not shocked exactly, but certainly uh, I didn't expect, um, I wouldn't have put money on him being at the level that he's at as fast as he's uh, gotten there. And so it's just, again, a tribute to how hard he's worked while he's here, while he's been here at BYU. And, uh, and you know, a big tribute to the kind of just, you know, physical gifts and athletic talent that he brings. Chris McGowan, BYU men's volleyball head coach and AVCA coach of the year in 2013, also the man who led back-to-back MPSF titles for the Cougars. You lose Taylor Sander. You cannot replace a guy like that. But we've talked to a number of the players coming back, and the, the overwhelming sense is, well, we lose Taylor, but we're still going to be really, really good. Why is it that your program is in such a good place right now that you can lose a guy like Taylor and still expect to compete for another MPSF title? You know, it's been interesting looking at the rosters of all the other MPSF schools and virtually all of the 
big superstars have graduated in the last two years, this year being the second year that they kind of ended up kind of getting kicked out of the system. And so a lot of teams are in that reboot mode. Uh, there are a few teams that I think are going to, you know, just that are always good and that have got guys in the pipeline that are going to be great. Um, but uh, more than anything, you know, the kind of philosophy that we've always had here at BYU, and in large part it's due to the financial um, assistance that the church gives people that are attending BYU. Uh, you know, they're already subsidizing a big chunk of the tuition, and so it's really affordable. And so what we can do is we can surround our players. Uh, we can create a gym full of really, really good players so that we don't go as deep as our starting six or seven. We go, you know, 12, 13, 14 deep of really, really good players. And even 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 are, you know, going to be great volleyball players, and they're going to compete hard and they're going to push each other. And so just the level of play in our gym overall um, is, I think, really, really good. And certainly Taylor's influence, him pushing those guys for the last four years has been uh, a big part of that. But just in general, over the years, we've been able to field really deep squads, and, uh, and so it's been good for us. As we speak, Volleyball Magazine on Twitter just announced that their August cover is Taylor Sander. And it says, rookie on a roll. And it's his, him serving at his zenith. Awesome. It looks great. Uh, what, in the offseason, as you prepare for the next season without Taylor Sander, what kind of preparation do you have your guys uh, work on outside of actually getting coached by you? Yeah, you know, so obviously with the NC2A regs, we can't, I can't even watch them play uh, during the summer. And so it creates a little bit of a an interesting deal where you hope that the culture of your program is such that you've instilled in these guys a work ethic where they decide, you know, hey, it doesn't matter if I'm being coached or not coached. Uh, I'm going to go become better as a volleyball player. And so we talked to, uh, we talked to our guys as the season ended uh, about three factors we thought were going to make them great. We said, hey, go get, go transform yourself physically. I remember when I was playing, Ethan Watts was a middle blocker on our team. He went on to play in the 96 Olympic Games for, uh, for the USA. But uh, he was kind of the skinny. He was tall. He had an okay arm. Um, but just I remember him being just this kind of skinny, mop-haired kid. And he came back one summer physically transformed, just strong and fast. And, you know, and it was like he just took it upon himself to just – you know, I'm not going to be patient with this. I'm going to go get it. And uh, so we talked to our guys about that. Go transform yourself physically this summer. Here's this great opportunity to make some big gains in the weight room. Uh, and so Rob, our assistant coach, has put together a pretty aggressive plan for them in conjunction with our strength staff. And so that's one area. The second area that we've talked to them about is, you know, go uh, commit yourself to the little things. That, uh, that are, you know, are all about BYU and just love and embrace all these little things. Uh, you know, I was listening to uh, a YouTube presentation by one of the military advisors that had been talking at a graduation speech, and he talked about, hey, the, one of the most important things you can do every day is make your bed when you get up. And it was just one of these little mm-hmm. tiny things, but it was, you know, this thing that was going to be emblematic and indicative of larger behaviors. 
And so we talked about just, hey, there are all these little things that BYU asks you to do. Come to practice shaved, for example. Seems like a trivial deal, but, uh, you know, that's one of the things that just indicates I'm on board with all there is to be on board on. And if I can do that little thing well, it's probably, you know, indicative of the fact that I will do other things that are bigger well. And so just talked about start training yourself mentally and emotionally to be involved in the little things. And then finally, play, because there's no substitute for playing a lot of volleyball. So I know a lot of our guys are out playing outdoors uh, on the sand a lot. Um, they're trying to get some reps indoors as well. You know, a lot of the incoming freshmen uh, are actually on USA teams that are training this summer, junior teams or youth national teams. And uh, so that's a really, really good thing for them as well. I know Brendan and Taylor's little brothers playing with our junior team. Uh, Eric Sykes, one of our incoming LeBrons, could be playing on an A2 team. And so these guys are getting a lot of good international USA experience as well. Chris McGowan, BYU men's volleyball head coach, 71-21 and 21 record over the past three seasons, joining us live right now on the phone. Chris, it certainly helps when you talk about details and, uh, and recruiting. But apparently you figured out the details there because you have five players coming in on the high school Fab 50 released by Volleyball Magazine. What went into an unprecedented recruiting class for BYU Volleyball? Well, I think the first thing was, uh, you know, I think there are a number of factors. The first thing was just, you know, the quality of our program over the years has been such that guys want to come to BYU to play because they know they're going to develop as a volleyball player. And, uh, and then I think two other big, big factors that have played into this uh, are BYU TV has been this uh, evangelizing entity that, you know, we go down to – I'm talking to a kid from Florida this week at the Junior Olympics. You know, we're talking to him about BYU, and they say, you're the only volleyball that we get to see. Uh, men's volleyball. So we watch you guys all the time. And I think that is true for a lot of the country. You know, BYU TV comes on all these stations. And, uh, you know, for a lot of kids, it's the only men's volleyball they get to see. And so they get to see a packed Smithfield house where people are going crazy. They love our announcers. Jerem, I hear that all the time, by the way. <laughs> love your announcers. That's awesome. So I you, love Steve, too. You, yeah, you and Steve are doing a good job. And uh, and and they see our team playing well, and they see, of course, over the last three or four years, they've gotten to see Taylor do amazing things. And so that's, uh, I think that's another big factor for us is we are the de facto men's volleyball program for a lot of these kids out there that they get to see on a regular basis. And then finally, just yeah, if you come to BYU on a recruiting trip uh, on an unofficial or something, where you get to come to the field house. It's unlike any experience in volleyball anywhere. The crowds are it's just it's electric in there when it gets full and loud like it is most of the time. And the fact that we've been able to put together some nice uh, conference championship runs, um, you know, it just creates this wonderful environment. So I think kids coming in and they see that and they get exposed to BYU TV and they know the quality of our program. Um, and then the other thing that's been interesting to me is, uh, you know, you hear a lot about, oh, the youth of today, they're, you know, whatever, they're, you know, this, this lost generation. I'm finding exactly the opposite. The kids, uh, for the most part, the kids that we're recruiting 
even the ones that aren't members of the LDS faith, are excited about the atmosphere at BYU. They want to be great people. They want to be great volleyball players. They want to be great students. And so the idea that there's this honor code where you're held to uh, a certain standard and that everybody on your team is kind of on board with, you know, the norms of school and of what the program is about and what they're about as, uh, as student-athletes. Um, a lot of kids are excited about that, and it isn't uh, a deterrent. It's actually a plus. You know, they, they want to be part of that environment. And so it's fun to see and to talk to kids from all over the country that say, you know what, I don't care about that other stuff. Uh, it would be easy for me to live a BYU lifestyle because I want to be great. And uh, so that's been pretty fun to see, too. Chris McGowan, BYU head volleyball coach with us on BYU Sports Nation. Coach, uh, great to have you with us. Congratulations on the success that BYU Volleyball has had and the future success that is certainly lined up with, uh, with some recruiting and excellence in the details. And please, for your sake, enjoy some pool time today. All right, thanks. I'll be sure to do that. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, watch lists, NBA free agency, the World Cup, and selfies making all the cyclists angry. What's going on? We play hashtag this next. <laughs> this is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Hashtag who cares? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Go ahead and talk, Jerem. Hey, go to BYUTVSports.com to get the latest in BYU Sports news as well as uh, lots of video Uh I know recently I've been jonesing to watch some of the past games from last season to get ready for this season. BYUTVSports.com is the place to go. I just watched the entirety of the Miami game a few weeks ago, and I mentioned this last week. Yeah. That is a really entertaining football game. An amazing performance by BYU to knock out the number one team in America. You can watch games like that on BYUTVSports.com, on the app, on the Xbox 360 app, on Roku. I mean, There are so many available. things about it that I didn't know. That's the thing. Yeah, like that, I, you, everybody knows who won, and that it was Ty Detmer's thing. You've seen all the highlights, but just the intricacies to see Garrett Tuje waving his towel on yeah. the sidelines. Now he's a coach. I'm like, oh my goodness! Like that, it was cool to make that correlation right there. BYU assistant coaches and even the coach, the, to me, they don't they don't have to have gone to BYU, but it certainly helps. Like knowing that Tuje knows what BYU is all about, that mean that means something. Atuaya. You know, all those guys. Nick, Nick Howell did not. Bronco Mendenhall did not, for goodness sake. But Robert and I won a national championship. I mean, there's elements of that that are, that are good. Literally guys that were in the trenches. It's cool to see them come back. Literally. And lead. And lead Matt the team. Matt Meese is going to walk in here from Studio C and... Literally. Li- literally. Literally. You know what I want to do right now? Hashtag this. BYU Sports Nation says, hashtag this. Here's how it works. Beep, 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 beep. We throw out a one-liner. Jeremy and I will offer up the number one hashtag that comes to our minds. I have not pre-cogitated any of these, by the way. Perhaps Jeremy has. I'm going to Sherlock Holmes mind fault this. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> number one. Hashtag this. No BYU players named the generic watch list. Hashtag look out for Bronson Kafusi. How many 6'8 linebackers? Do you know Bronson Kafusi could be, in my opinion, the -the under-the-radar player that makes an impact for BYU moving forward on the defensive side of the ball? Who doesn't want 
a freakishly tall athletic guy playing linebacker. I want that. Yes. To quote Napoleon Dynamite, the one lady with like the ship and the glassing. Hashtag, ain't nobody got time for that. BYU lost one of its greatest defenders of all time, Kyle Van Noy. No one's on the Bednarik list. Who cares? When when someone's on the Bednarik list, I'm almost, who cares? But it's fun. It's July. It's something to talk about. When, when I prepare for the pre- and post-game show, I look at, okay, who is on watch list? That actually matters to me because who are the good players? Number two. Hashtag this. Taylor Sander and Team USA clinch a spot in the final six of World Cup play. Oh. Hashtag getting it done. Taylor Sander on the cover of Volleyball Magazine, by the way, in his Team USA uh, uniform. In really August. cool yeah. stuff. Congratulations to Taylor. Hashtag sweetness. That's great. Taylor Sander has been fantastic. It's fun to watch him play. They've been really good. There was an injury that gave him even more playing time. Uh, he would have played a ton. But now that he has an opportunity at the highest of the highest levels to compete in the final six, I hope that the USA fares well and then he does well. Number three. Hashtag this, Jimmer for Debt's NBA free agency. Hashtag everybody needs a shooter. There has got to be a team in the NBA that can find the appropriate spot for Jimmer for Debt. All we want you to do is score like nine or ten points a night in, in a bench roll where you come up and you hit a big shot. Okay, there has to be a team that needs Jimmer for Debt to do that. Hashtag crickets. No one's talking about Jimmer and free agency. Not yet. They're talking about LeBron, Carmelo, all those guys. Eventually, Jimmer lands on an NBA team for next season. Here's what I'm worried Later about. Later in his career, Europe. Yeah, I hope that, it's not now. Yeah, not now. But Europe is, is calling heavily from what I've been told. Number four. Calling girls. Hashtag this. Ticked off cyclists and yellow cards all due to selfies. <laughs> Hashtag sign of the times, baby. Okay? The <laughs> selfie is taking over. It is now dominating in sports. We saw the Sporting KC, the soccer team, and at the world, apparently cyclists and the Tour de France are super upset about fans taking selfies. This is the digital revolution, so get used to it. Hashtag I love technology. (laughs) That's just the way it is now. That's just the way it is. People take selfies at sporting events, whatever. That's part of it. Who is BYU football's next All-American or individual national award winner? Use the hashtag BYUSN to join that conversation 24-7. We'll get to some of those responses coming up, plus a loaded Cougar whip around. We're on the cover of magazines. This is BYU Sports Nation. Oh, Taylor. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out. Do you know what time it is? It's time for the Cougar whip around football. Taysom Hill and J-Mo Williams were two of the 76 players on the Maxwell Award watch list today, given to the nation's best player. Zero Cougs on the Bednarik Award watch list, given to the nation's top defensive player. Who cares? Men's Volleyball. I'm not done. (laughs) NFL.com released another 14 for 14. Top rivalries in college football, BYU and Utah, named number 12. Now you can do volleyball. Thank you. Men's volleyball. Taylor <laughs> Sander and Team USA defeated Serbia Sunday to finish 9-3 and three in pool play. Yeah. And earn a spot in the final six of the FIVB World League Final to be placed, or sorry, to be Next week. played July 16th to the 20th. The final six, I should say. So many numbers. Sander finished pool play. <laughs> Sander finished top three in scoring, kill percentage, and aces. Nicely done. There's another part there. 
There is. Volleyball Magazine announced its August cover will feature Taylor Sander <laughs> titled Rookie on a Roll. Thank you, Jerem. Cougars <laughs> in the CFL. Hey, this is not scripted at all. John Beck came <laughs> off the bench to throw a touchdown pass for the BC Lions. I think they're in the Canadian Football League. Friday in a loss against the Montreal Alouettes. Cougars in the PGA. Former Cougar Zach Blair finished tied for seventh in the Nova Scotia Open on the Web.com tour. He shot a are six do- under. Are you doing Carrie Carey in the best know. of Will Ferrell? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, okay? <laughs> what? You know what you should worry about? What happens in late August? I always do. <laughs> Countdown <laughs> to Connecticut. 54 days. I also quoted the best of Will Ferrell there. <laughs> I do what my dad does. I laugh at my own jokes. I yep. don't think that's okay sometimes. You're that guy. I, I am that guy. 15-yard penalty assessed yep. to Jerem Jordan yep. for laughing yeah. at his own joke. After further review. Oh, my goodness. Pending possible segment. The Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need the most. DexterLaw.com. And I think Easy. when you're on Easy. the cover of a magazine, it should go to you. Congratulations, Taylor Sanders. Not LDS Living, but Volleyball Magazine. Congratulations. That is fantastic. The dude has... He has exceeded expectations by a mile for Team USA. I think at some point I thought that Taylor would be really, really good. I don't know that I ever thought, you know what? Because I, I just don't see enough World League volleyball or Olympic volleyball to know, like, okay, he's got a shot to do this. He is. He finished as a top three hitter in World League play. Top three! Attaboy, That's amazing. Taylor. That's fantastic. Who's the next BYU Football All-American or Individual National Award winner? At Nate Walton says, given his abilities and his featured position, linebacker, on Broncos defense, I think Bronson Kafusi has a chance. So Nate's with me there. That would be monster because it's his first season as a linebacker. Hey, thanks to our guests today, Chris McGowan and everyone on our crew. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Yo, do it. Episodes of the show on demand at BYUSportsNation.com every afternoon and on BYUTV.org slash DVR. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Kurt Gunther. If you like the Miracle Bowl, you know who I'm talking about. BYU Sports Nation, back to work tomorrow.